Welcome to Muffliato, a Harry Potter podcast where we fill your ears to prevent you from hearing nearby conversations. I'm Josh. And I'm Blake. And today we're only wearing one sock as we continue our journey through Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets and come now to the 18th and final chapter, Dobby's Reward. Uh, now, Josh, I don't know about you, but I feel like I shared a tear when Dobby, uh, you know, proclaims that he is he is free from uh, you know the the rule of the Malfoys. Uh, no, there's there's not many uh, not many house elves that would be happy to be free from kind of their mm. masters, uh, but Dobby is one of them. Yeah, yeah, it really does just show how how awful of masters the Malfoys are yeah. um, when you compare this reaction to that of Winky uh, later on <laughs> yeah. in the book. Yeah, yeah, we'll we'll get we'll, you know we'll get to that when when we see Winky, but it is crazy just how much she is just distraught over like not being able to you know uh, be in in the master's house and and has to kind of be in Hogwarts. When I'm thinking, surely Hogwarts is like a far better place to to work in. Uh, anyway, you know, and uh, Dobby seems to eventually, you know, once he goes and goes off and finds himself, maybe he, you know, travels a little and explores the world. But uh, uh, once he comes back to Hogwarts, it's like he gets paid, he gets a bit of wages, you know, not not too many, not too many monies, but just yeah, some money. He, he, he negotiates Dumbledore down from his original <laughs> offer. Yeah, it was, I love that. I love hearing that. It's like, no, 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 I can't do that. You know, just this, you know, enough to buy some more socks, I think. That's really, that's really all it is for Dobby. So true. So true. <laughs> well, let's summarize the chapter. Ginny, Harry, and Ron are welcomed warmly as they return from the Chamber of Secrets. Harry begins to tell Professors McGonagall and Dumbledore all that had happened, careful not to implicate Ginny in any wrongdoing. Yet, before he can finish, Dumbledore wonders aloud how Ginny was enchanted by Lord Voldemort. Relieved that Ginny will not be expelled, Harry explains how Riddle's diary worked and how it is now being destroyed. Harry and Ron each receive 200 points for their efforts, as well as special awards for services to the school, so that they too can have trophies next to Lord Voldemort. Dumbledore then asks Ron to take the mentally absent Lockhart to the hospital wing, and in the quiet, Harry asks Dumbledore about some troubling questions. He is concerned about the similarities between he and Voldemort, including the Sorting Hat's initial judgment of how well he would have done in Slytherin House. Dumbledore reminds Harry that it is our choices, Harry, that show what we truly are far more than our abilities. In case he still wasn't convinced, Dumbledore shows Harry the engraving on the sword he used in the chamber, which reads Godric Gryffindor. Lucius Malfoy bursts through the doors, furious that Dumbledore has returned to his post. Dumbledore responds calmly, saying that in light of the final attack, the governors asked him to return. Lucius fakes an interest in finding the culprit, but Dumbledore sees through his words and assures him that the culprit was the same as in the previous opening of the chamber. Behind his master, Dobby the house elf is trying to communicate with Harry. Eventually, Harry realizes that Dobby is trying to connect Lucius to the diary. Harry accuses Lucius of giving the diary to Ginny at the beginning of the school year. Lucius retorts that they will never be able to prove this and strides away. Harry runs after Malfoy, giving him the diary wrapped in one of his socks. He tosses the sock aside, but Dobby catches the piece of clothing, being magically freed in the process. Lucius turns and moves to attack Harry, but Dobby uses his powers to defend his savior. The final feast is a pajama party with rising levels of excitement as the petrified people arrive, Hagrid returns from Azkaban, and McGonagall informs the students that the exams are cancelled. 
On the train back to London, the students find out about Percy's secret rendezvous with Penelope Clearwater, and Fred and George promise to use this information well. As they approach King's Cross Station, Harry gives Ron and Hermione his telephone number so that they can arrange a time to meet during the long summer holidays spent with the Dursleys. That's nice of Harry, uh, given the telephone number out. That, that'll go right for him, eh? The telephone, or whatever Ron calls it, yeah. That, that'll all work out, I'm sure. Uh, we'll, <laughs> we'll see when we get to Prisoner of Azkaban, but uh, I'm sure that will all work out uh, definitely. They'll, Ron knows how to use a, a, a spellophone, a tele, a telephone, whatever it was, uh, whatever it was called. <laughs> Yeah, definitely. Uh, Blake, I think one of the things that's quite interesting about this chapter is, as far as I know, it's one of the few cases where we see uh, a really high-stakes game of charades being played in the series. A high-stakes game of charades? Do you mean uh, uh, Lucius uh, Malfoy uh, trying to play innocent? What do you mean? Uh, I mean uh, Dobby trying to signal behind Lucius's <laughs> back. <laughs> yeah, I know. I love it. He does it for quite some time mm, until yeah, he finally yeah. realizes. Yeah, it's really quite funny. <laughs> yeah, he's like sort of looking at this, then looking at that, and then punching himself in the face. Yeah, know, yeah. Kind of thing. That, like, I think that's aggressive game. That's that's why the like that's why the timer would have run out on him in a typical game of charades yes. because he had to punish himself in between giving clues. Right. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm thankful that that Dobby does uh, end up kind of getting the message across. You know, it it just says something about his charades ability. Yes, uh, but uh, you know, former the, charades champion in the yeah, Malfoy House. Yeah, exactly. Now I remember, uh, Josh. Uh, I feel like you and uh, one of our other friends, Chris, are sent through and we're talking about uh, uh, the office uh, picture that you guys were looking at with the, uh, the nine, the nine, what nine characters. And uh, it was like sort of who, who would you want three of them on your team? I'm just trying to think if, uh, you know, we, we probably should try and do that for, uh, for, for Harry Potter, but at least if, if there was a game of charades and I had to pick out of some yeah. people, I yeah. think, I'm, I think my, maybe I might be picking Dobby, you know, he's committed. Mm. He's very he's committed. committed to his, uh, his, <laughs> his act. Uh, but yes, yeah, so he, he, uh, he gets the message across and, uh, and Harry finally kind of works out a way that might be, be able to free Dobby. I mean, only if Malfoy throws the sock off in exactly the right direction. I know it really is quite unfortunate if you consider it from Malfoy's point of view, but you know, why would we do that? Why would we do that? We don't care about his point of view. He's, you know, he's, <laughs> he's nasty and mean. I mean, the way that he treats Dobby as he, you know, kicks him in, kicks him out kind mm. of thing. It's just a, a bit nasty, but, but whilst this chapter is called Dobby's reward, uh, and uh, whilst it is, you know, Dobby becomes free in the end. Uh, we, you know, Dobby's connected in with Malfoy as, you know, the ma his master. So we know that, you know, Dobby does serve the Malfoys. At least, you know, we know that uh, now. But like, uh, obviously, Harry didn't. So, aside from that, it's not all about Dobby. It's uh, we we get some great kind of exposition between Harry and Dumbledore, which I, I really mm. like. And maybe maybe we'll talk about that afterwards, Josh. Uh, but I think we come to our key theme now. I think it's freedom. You know, we do mm. see Dobby. He becomes a free elf. Uh, that's very liberating for him. Uh, I think, you know, uh, as we discussed, Dobby's definitely a unique case that he just would really, really, really want his freedom from the Malfoy family. We also see that finally Ginny is free from kind of the clutches of the diary she's free from that position from you know tom riddle from voldemort and boy do uh you know mr and mrs weasley come down you know which which makes sense i mean you know 
Mm. Uh, I, I would too as a parent and it shows that they love her uh of of kind of how much they sort of jenny you know like why? yeah well i mean yeah. like they, they've probably come down to the castle to take jenny's dead body away I, I know so they're they're prepared for the the worst which is just horrible you know and uh that moment they arrive i think is really awesome when they come back into the uh, the office and uh, and it's like jenny and it's mm. oh that would just be the best moment as a as a parent is there any other sort of freedom that we see here josh i'll just right at the end and as harry is talking to dumbledore we see that harry is um finally free from doubt about which house he was supposed to be in yes yeah he's able to really get um some questions across and and while he'll definitely wonder and struggle about his connections to voldemort throughout the series um wondering how much that's influenced him how how similar he is the ways he even starts to understand voldemort he'll never really again struggle with whether or not he should be in a different house and yes and that's really important for him at this point. Yeah, and and Harry's able to then have that kind of resolution in his own life and uh, help his son later on, as we see in the very last chapter of the uh, the last book, that uh, he's able to reassure his son that even if he's in Slytherin, you know, like that he, he sort of lets him in on the 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 hat secret that uh, you know it takes your choice into account. Uh, which I think is very interesting, and uh, and that obviously helps uh, his uh, his son out. And so, uh, you know, props to props to Harry for uh, giving some good advice there as a as a dad. And must be pretty interesting to have Harry Potter as as your father. Yeah, no, that would be. I, I think there'd be um, definitely a lot of a lot of conversations you'd have um, with with him by the fireside, where you're just thinking, <laughs> man, was your life just really boring after seventeen? Or you know? yeah, yeah, and and I feel like the kids would come back, right? Because there's you know there's a, a few of them. The kids would come back after like a year of Hogwarts and be like, D- Dad, Dad, I think something was wrong, and they'd be like, Oh no, what's wrong, son? N- nothing happened in the year. It was just a normal school <laughs> yeah. year. Voldemort know? didn't show up. <laughs> <laughs> you know, no, not someone claiming to be Voldemort, not Voldemort from the future or the past or the, you know, it's just like, there's just, there's not much going on except just Quidditch and exams, you know, because the mm. exams, they mm. actually happened. Uh, That's right. <laughs> oh, man. Like we, we we finally actually make the connection here and, and confirm, although it's been suspected somewhat, that, that Dobby does in fact serve the Malfoy family. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He he's finally connected him with uh, sort of a horrible family that don't treat him right, and uh, and Dobby uh, finally gets free of them as we, as we said before, which is uh, obviously very liberating for him. Uh, and uh, I think Dobby's quite a fun character that comes back throughout the series. Uh, you know, even in in smaller ways that like he, you know, he's not a big character in the sense of uh, in the scope of like the first you know few books that we we read. Uh, he doesn't come into it all that often, but when he does, it's always interesting. And there's always something that Dobby's uh, got or slightly can help Harry uh, with something. Uh, I do like uh, Dobby's involvement, even though in the movie, in the fourth movie uh, slash fourth book, that that Dobby's kind of ruled out entirely from that whole, uh, mm. you know, he's not the one helping Harry with the Triwizard Tournament, finding Gillyweed and stealing it from Snape's, you know, private uh, collection of, of uh, you know, herbs and remedies and potions and things like that. Uh, Dobby's the one that actually steals it for Harry, which is is pretty, uh, which is pretty crazy. Uh, even Dobby, you know, under uh, the wrath of Snape, does not compare apparently to the uh, the wrath of uh, Lucius Malfoy. Well, that's right, and and I think that once once he has been freed, um, he he lovingly serves 
Harry mm. um, in all these different ways, even while Harry is not his master. And, and Harry will almost remind him of that and say, Dobby, I'm not your master. <laughs> but but Dobby just wants to serve Harry yes. out of out of this desire. Which, yeah. which shows something about Harry's character. Mm. Um, obviously, it's pretty, pretty obvious, you know, like he freed Dobby. And that makes sense. You know, and Dobby is just so grateful for that, that Harry gave him his freedom. Uh, and but like it shows something for Harry's character that he's a, a kind of person that a free elf still wants to serve that still wants to help out to kind of be friends with you know yeah you, I, I wasn't I wasn't really thinking of this until just now but you, you almost see um, like a, a a parallel between Dobby and and his life and what happens and 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 what what happens in 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 salvation within Christianity is that um, is that Dobby's heart has been changed. He's he's been set free from from slavery, and as a result, he lovingly serves his his new like hmm. master in a way. And and that's, it's, it's that's, not as though he ever needs to be compelled or forced to this, but but just just that that's who he is now. He wants to serve Harry out of gratefulness for what Harry has done for him. Yeah, that's really good, actually. That's a really nice parallel. Um, Obviously not perfect, you know, no. <laughs> um, as as far as, as a comparison, but but just like that's kind of the 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 obedience that is given is is joyful obedience rather than any kind of compulsion against mm. his will. Yes, yeah, definitely, definitely. It comes it comes uh, you know out of that that love uh, from from Dobby uh, towards uh, towards Harry that he just wants to to serve and be be happy and be joyful in that. Uh, now this is this is something that I love that we learn about Dumbledore, um, and we've probably learned it already before, but I just love his you know short little kind of comments that he makes, uh, you know, and his little natural remedies that he has, and just that <laughs> you know even for a you know for a sad little girl, it's not like a pick me up potion, which uh, you know surely those types of things exist. But uh, I just love how he, uh, you know, to say, says for Ginny, that is a bed rest and perhaps a large steaming mug of hot chocolate. And I find that that might uh, that might make Madame Pomfrey happy, you know, like she is with uh, uh, Professor Lupin, who gives the kids uh, chocolate on the train. I mean, chocolate seems to be a pretty magical substance. It's. But- it does in the wizarding world. It does seem to be like this uh, this wonderful thing that cures depression, which uh, <laughs> uh, that would be pretty impressive. But uh, yeah, I love Dumbledore's uh, focus in on on just uh, some hot chocolate. That's all yeah. you need, you know. Yeah, when I you've think been possessed by Voldemort. Yeah, hot chocolate. I think we can just be thankful that Dumbledore um, doesn't overprescribe. You know, he's he's not someone who's going to get anybody <laughs> hooked on on any kind of potions as as they recover. But you know, he's yeah. gonna he's gonna keep them safe with yeah. hot chocolate every time. Ginny's feeling a little bit sad or lost. She's not coming back being like, give me some more potion, give me some That's more right. potion. She's just, I don't know if there's like some kind of little kitchenette in the uh, Gryffindor common room, but, uh, uh, you know, a little staff room or something like that. But, uh, you know, she's just making hot chocolates for herself and, and getting by. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Now, now, Josh, we talked about this uh, in the previous episode, I believe. It was uh, the fact that Hermione doesn't receive m- yeah. much uh, at all for uh, this... Uh, for doing part of, you know, the whole helping Harry and Ron figure out what it is, uh, working out that it's a basilisk. She doesn't get any points and she doesn't get a special award for the, you know, services to the school. Now I understand that, that like maybe not the, the uh, special awards because that's really putting your own life at risk in a way. Uh, but like at least some points for her mind. Uh, yeah. Well, and if Ron gets points, what does Ron really do? 
Well, Ron, Ron, um, Ron, all he does is gives his wand to Lockhart. You know, like that's the, that's That's the most important thing Ron does in this whole situation. Well, there you go. Maybe that's it. Maybe because, you know, uh, Gilderoy Lockhart sort of uh, ruined two of uh, Dumbledore, you know, friends or or those that he knew and stole their work. uh, The fact that Ron's wand was broken and uh, that was the one that was used to blow him back and forget his memories. Maybe he just thought, you know what? It was kind of the sword that he fell on. So uh, Ron, well, well that's done. right. I I think in the in the in the description on Ron's special award, it will be for humbling and humiliating Gilderoy Lockhart, <laughs> whereas Harry's will be for saving Ginny. Yes, and defeating the basilisk. Yeah. Well, and Ron's would also have moving some heavy rock. I or, think, or trying to move, maybe trying <laughs> trying to move some heavy rocks. Yeah, manually. Uh, which is uh, probably not a term that they would use in uh, Hogwarts that much. Uh, no, it would be magically right. that they would uh, probably use. But yeah, that's what we learn a little bit about Harry and Ron, and obviously a few of the things that you know Harry talks with Dumbledore about. Although this isn't as big of a no, deep no conversation really as I thought it was uh, when I reread this. I realized that there wasn't much new information that was coming in about the whole connection. You know, later on we learn that like when Dumbledore finally admits all this stuff to Harry and is like, you know, first yet, no, that was far too young. I told myself, you know, second yet, no, it was still not ready, you know? And we go through all of those years up until finally, like Dumbledore's like, sorry, you know, I should have told you when you were young, but yeah. So Dumbledore in this has the opportunity that this still opens up that conversation to tell him the true kind of uh, history of that connection he has with Voldemort, but he doesn't, you know, out of, out of love, he, and sort of what he thinks is right for Harry. He just wants Harry to be a normal boy. And uh, so he leaves it be, and he only gives Harry, obviously the information that sort of pertains to what he's just experienced. Well said, Blake, well said. Um, And then finally, the, the last character we really see change quite a bit, or we get to see even more um, of his character is Lucius Malfoy. Um, And, and here we, we see the mask stripped away. He's, Mm. he's shown in what he's really like, I think in his own house, how he treats Dobby, how he is, is just a big version of Draco throwing temper tantrums and getting upset (laughs) when he doesn't get his way. The kind of calmness and kind of surface level rudeness is is transformed into um, a very a very clear and an angry person um, with what's happened when he doesn't get what he wanted yeah one of the uh one of the things as soon as you said sort of he's like uh you know Malfoy who's like packed sad doesn't get what he wants it made me think of uh, uh Charlie and the Chocolate Factory with uh, is it Veruca Salt yeah, that, yeah, that's one of them. Yeah. And is that the one that's really ungrateful who just gets everything so. she wants? Yeah, and, yeah. And uh and Oh no, 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 no. Uh or is that I think that's Violet Violet Beauregard or I don't know, there's oh, two of them. Yes, which one so is it? Violet is the the gum chewer. The gum chewer, okay. Yes, Violet is the gum chewer, and Veruca Salt, I think, is the one with the rich daddy. Um, uh, yeah. I think, yeah, she she wants, I want it now. I want it now, uh, and is uh, all about that. Although I think she has a good friendship with uh, <laughs> the bubble girl. But anyway, uh, besides delving down into a, uh, a Charlie and the Chocolate Factory uh, rabbit hole, um, I feel like that's just a, a kind of a fun con- comparison that she's uh, she's kind of the girl version of a bit of a Mal- Malfoy there. But <laughs> yeah, senior Malfoy, Mr. Malfoy is uh, is having a pretty 
bit of a rough go because he's uh, he's he's kind of ousted now. You know, when we when we say proven kind of guilty, like in this, he's not really proven guilty. It's all sort of circumstantial evidence. But Dumbledore and Harry know, and I think Dumbledore knowing is is enough for for Malfoy. That's you know that's power in itself. That uh, yeah. that's not yeah. good for Malfoy uh, for Dumbledore to believe that he's done something wrong. Uh, and I love that Dumbledore says, you know, hopefully no more of Voldemort's old school things ends up uh, in, you know, at Hogwarts. And I'm just trying to think like, oh man, what if like, you know, what if Voldemort's imbued his soul into his pencil case or something like that, you know? Yeah, I know. It's like, thankfully Voldemort didn't go on like a Horcrux spring while at Hogwarts <laughs> and really just use average items like pencil cases and Yes, yeah, and true. And I, don't, I don't know why, uh, I don't know why pencil, I thought of pencil cases because they use quills and ink and stuff like that. But uh, yeah, definitely it's just like this diary. Uh, what, what about this broomstick? Oh, I could do this broomstick. And it's like, yeah, he, he waited. He waited for those special magical objects but um uh, we see lucius he uh he also finally uh through kind of the view of looking at malfoy and being malfoy being defeated that uh M- mr malfoy gets uh, his role of school governor taken from him which obviously gives one quite high status because there's only 12 of them and uh and it you know having that role malfoy uh, draco malfoy just walks around like he owns the place and so now he's uh he's not walking around like he owns the place he's a little bit defeated yeah and this will eventually actually be somewhat significant for um for the following year when when the whole buckbeak ordeal takes place um it's it's just a really good thing that malfoy isn't on the board of governors to to even um, further punish ha- uh, Hagrid for what happens. Yes, yeah, he's he's now sort of disjointed, and he has to use his other kind of connections mm. and influences to yeah. sort of have uh, a say in that to try and force their hand to actually execute Buckbeak rather than just some kind of you know punishment of of another variety. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, Blake, how how does this whole exam canceling work? <laughs> I feel like that's a whole bonus episode unto itself or something like that, because uh, it just, I feel like, I feel like it hurts those that actually need their exams. And I wonder if they still like, we never, yeah, what about the OWLs and NEWTs? Exactly. I wonder if like those are not counted in this sort of thing when Dumbledore's like, exams are canceled. And it's just like, well, yeah, I do. Yeah, yeah, I do wonder though, because only, it seems like only those exams have the external examiners come in. And so perhaps the school exams written by teachers are the ones that are canceled. Yeah. That, that, that's, that's probably a good well there we go bonus episode canceled josh i think you just worked it out i think uh, the fact that it's a school exam like school exams are canceled yeah uh, rather than externally moderated exams which mm-hmm. which are what you know like say the newts are yeah um and could, could you uh, imagine think, being a fifth or seventh year and being like <laughs> oh man and every, everybody else everybody else gets uh gets off and uh everybody you know, else is celebrating in the pajama party while you're having a nervous breakdown because yeah. you're you've got your owls coming up <laughs> So that that probably that probably answers it right there, and uh, but that's a little bit of world building for you that uh, you know these exams do often get cancelled, and I feel like it just connects with you because we all think that like man boy that would be nice at the end of the year if our exams are cancelled, uh, but uh, probably also throws off if they're standardising 
grades or whatever uh, it would probably be uh, throwing off some people who think oh, i did really bad throughout the year because i didn't try hard but at least i'll try hard for the final exam yeah and then true, it's like true. nah sorry no no final exam exactly exactly so in addition to our exams being canceled hermione being extremely disappointed um <laughs> kind of a kind of a bad look for hermione you know it's like yeah. come on come on just celebrate <laughs> Be 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 sad in your heart, but just yes, celebrate. I know, I know. Just yeah, you get in your pajamas, have have some butter yeah. beer, and just not the gym. time. Not yeah. the time. <laughs> but but we also see kind of a, a question in our minds of of just how easy is it, or how does it work to free house elves? Yeah, I mean, you know, let's just give the master some kind of thing that looks like a clo- you know, piece of cloth or whatever, a, an item of clothing, and uh, if the house elf catches it. You know, bing, bang, boom, you've got a free house elf. Yeah. Well, and I think like I've been doing some thinking. I did some some research um, and, and what I've found, and I think this is a good a good solution to kind of the, the problem that that is posed here is that I think if if Lucius Malfoy had dropped the sock on the ground and said, Dobby, pick up the sock, I don't think he would have been freed by any means. No, it's the no. fact that he gives Dobby the sock. And so I think if if you were to have laundry in hampers, let's say, or even um, even even I think perhaps if you handed your house elf the washing and said, "Do this washing now," I I think that would be very different rather than just flinging clothes at them. I think that would be probably yeah. Because we have discussed that on this podcast. We have is the whole and it's been quite puzzling. Yes, Dobby doing washing. How does that work? Does do wizards do their own? It's it's just it's just a significant enough percentage of of housework to be like this is a flaw in the system you know it's yeah. like if house elves couldn't cook it'd be what's the point yeah it's i think it's the magical intention behind yes. it i was going to just yeah. say intention but you know i feel like because it's with a house elf there is that sort of magical uh, bond that ties the house elf to the house and and uh, yet and yet i i totally agree um we we can see that simply having no intention at all like flinging a sock is enough to still set Dobby free. Yes. Yeah, yeah. There needs to be kind of raw intention of that it, it is not yeah, for the purpose yeah, right. of setting that yeah. the elf free. And so for something like a sock where, where you know, he's just sort of throwing it maybe at Dobby, you know, you could almost see him like taking something off the diary and just like almost like uh, chucking it at Dobby just to, you know, even though it's a sock, just to bring Dobby some kind of pain uh, because he's just annoyed at him. And, uh, but then, yeah, no, it, the sock flying and Dobby catching it, that clearly is enough to set him free. Uh, maybe maybe on the thinnest strands of that magical connection, uh, but uh, it's enough. It's enough. That's right. And we are so thankful that, that Dobby is is saved, is is out, because he will, again, like you've said, going to take a bit of a backseat for a little while, be in the background, uh, but eventually going to be an absolutely crucial player in some of the last... Oh, um, yes. Yeah, definitely. He comes back, and, and without Dobby... Without Dobby, this is all over. I mean, we could probably say that out of a lot of characters. Without Harry, <laughs> this is all over. You know, without Voldemort, well, this never started. You know, that's... Sort of- <laughs> without Voldemort... <laughs> 
<laughs> but but I think this sort of brings us quite nicely into sort of uh, a literary device. But Josh, doesn't this like chapter just come to a good end? I feel like this is yeah. such a good bookend. It's such mm. a good chapter that makes us feel good because obviously, you know, we get that joy of Ginny being reunited with her parents and her parents being, uh, you know, a little bit upset with her, but, but obviously joyful and happy that she's alive. We get uh, Lucius kind of, you know, getting what, it's owed to him and uh, being stripped mm. of the, the whole governor's mm. role. But we also, we see Dobby, you know, and we have that bond between Dobby and, and Harry strengthened as well as some good conversation between Dumbledore and Harry, which I'm sure we all love. Yeah. You know, that's a great p- point, Blake, is that um, in, in kind of a unique way, the, all the loose ends are are tied up for, mm. for, for this book. And, and I think that, for some of the books, just thinking of the book that we're going to be talking about next in, in The Prisoner of Azkaban, um, there's there's no real satisfied ending when it comes to Peter Pettigrew, right? We have to wait several books for that thread to resolve itself. But, yeah. you know, at the end of two books, we're left feeling as though most questions have been answered. Most problems have been solved. Yes. Yeah. It really steps it up that like, I'd say, okay, this, this was, um, you know, a different type of Voldemort and, uh, and we, a uh, different type of Voldemort and we bested him, you know, yeah. we, we sorted yeah, him the out. The diary is truly destroyed. Yep. So it's like, well, what yeah. else, you know, what's, what's going on here? There, there surely isn't. And uh, it's fun that the, the next book isn't really about Voldemort, mm. you know, explicitly. Uh, it's more an implicit thing because it's Voldemort's servant, you know, opposed supposedly uh, that uh, all of a sudden this mass murderer, Sirius Black is out to get Harry Potter and, and endangers the castle. So things need to happen to stop that. And that's what it's about, which is really incredible. And, and I feel like the third book uh, is, a, is, you know, has a lot of sort of that self-discovery for Harry as he discovers, uh, you know, about his parents, about mainly his mm. father, and has that sort of relationship, and and you know, Rowling is building that up to, to 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 I guess connect him in more so with his father, with his family, uh, and that he doesn't have family, but then he finds family in Sirius Black. But obviously, that is that book, Josh. We we uh, we get ahead of ourselves for for that. I'm looking forward to jumping into it. Uh, but yeah, this this chapter kind of closes all things off, and we really start afresh for for our third year, for our third book. Yeah, and and just just on that note, I think because there is so much resolution, the the foreshadowing is a little bit less significant at this point. But yeah, but th- that said, you know, we, we've talked about before how we'll eventually find out that the Riddle Diary was a Horcrux, um, yep. but but for right now, there's not really much more to say on that. As as well as as the fact that you know obviously Dobby's freedom and and specifically the words about trying not to save Harry's life, um, obviously that will eventually come true and and Dobby will have um, an extremely important role, um, not only in acting as a um, as a defense um, for for Harry and spying on Draco Malfoy, but he is also the one who delivers them from the Malfoy Manor in the Deathly Hallows. Yeah, definitely. There's resolution all around here. And, uh, and that's, um, I, I think a definitely, a, a great literary device that, uh, that Rowling uses for this, uh, this chapter, especially, uh, but significance wise, obviously all the things that we've kind of discussed are significant as, uh, I'm sure the listener knows, uh, but 
one thing, and, and you mentioned it uh, as you summarized the chapter, Josh, but is just this wonderful quote that's very popular, but it's from Dumbledore. And, and he says, it is our choices, Harry, that show who we truly are far more than our abilities. And this just really helps Harry in his processes with thinking, am I truly like Voldemort? Should I go, mm. have gone the same path? And uh, and it's no, because it's all about kind of, you know, Harry's choice here, not the fact that he has similar abilities to Voldemort. That doesn't mean that he's going to turn out like Voldemort, you know. Harry's chosen to be in Gryffindor, so that's where he is. He's not a Slytherin because he chose to be in Gryffindor instead. Mm, yeah, exactly. And I think one of the things that becomes more and more clear is the the similarities between Harry and Voldemort actually serve to highlight their differences. You know, that um, it, someone might say, oh, well, of course, Dumbledore and and Voldemort are are two two polar opposites because of how how Dumbledore's family loved him or all these different things and of course Dumbledore was going to end up differently but for Harry Harry's kind of like a trump card and 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 says that actually even if you don't have a family that's loving it still comes down to your own responsibility to some degree yeah, and definitely. and and that's why it's such a an even more powerful reminder of of just just how different Harry is than Voldemort yeah, that's a you put that really well, and I think that's such a a great place to finish and uh, cap off this this book and this discussion on Chamber of the Secrets with obviously that final comment on uh, on Harry there and his choices. We'd love to hear your feedback, so head over to iTunes and leave a review. Your reviews help keep the magic alive. And if you want to get in touch with us, send us an email at muffinadopodcast at gmail as always, to continue the adventure, join us next time as we discuss the movie adaptation of Harry Potter and the Chamber of Secrets.